So that's it, they, that's a place I'd like to go as well. So the division of uh, God's children after this life was one of your your shelf items. What would you say? Uh, let's let let's put the the time marker at um, before you had a kid. Uh, before you graduated. So you're, you're still going to college, you're married, you're a member of the church. At this point in your life, what would you say the items on your proverbial shelf were? Polygamy has always been there. Racism has always been there. Um, father, uh, Heavenly Father uh, separating his kids. Um, uh, value placed on certain people, uh, being a woman in the church, like not being able to have the priesthood. Um, and then I feel like there's more, there's like, it just, there are a lot of cultural things that I wasn't okay with. Um, the like ward council is basically just a gossip session that everyone excuses because it's like, Oh, well now I know this person's doing this but now i can help them and it's like no you're not helping them by like gossiping about them you know what i mean so even at that time that was something that really bothered you oh yeah yeah that really bothered me but i was i would stay because the church has a really great way of making you feel needed and necessary with callings so or obligated um so i appreciated that okay Awesome. And uh, are at this time, are you still going to church every Sunday type of thing? Alex and I were both going to church every Sunday before we had kids. Okay. So then we, when did you get to the point that you started asking yourself, is this, is this church even true? Is this something I want to keep, keep investing my time every Sunday, all my teachings in? I would never say that I knew that the church was true. I always knew that there were parts of it that I, that rung true with me. Okay. And so I would continue to go because it was, it was apparent to me growing up. Meaning like a, it was a parental figure to me growing yeah. up. Not that it was that, that truth was apparent. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. um, and then, uh, it, um, Yeah, it 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 was um uh, can you repeat the question? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, you're just fine. Um basically uh in your in your time frame of your life, what was the time where you started transitioning from this is a this is a thing that has value to me. I'm going to continue to go every Sunday type of thing to maybe I need to start working my way out of this system. I went every Sunday up until last, uh, until 2018. 2018. Um, okay. Cause I always, so always carrying callings. And so that, that time to answer your question, um, was, uh, we had, um, sold our house and moved out. And then I finally felt like I no longer had an obligation because okay. I didn't have the word calling, um, I was at the, at that point I was in the young women's and I felt like I was an example to them and I didn't want to call, cause them a crisis that would shun them from the community. Sure, you know sure. what I mean? So yeah. I didn't want to, to, because a lot of them looked up to me and so I didn't, and I didn't want to, to let them down. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and, and I want to get more into that here in a minute. Um, so, so you're living in Rexburg. 
uh, you mentioned you moved to Portland. What was that transition like? What was the decision around, let's leave Rexburg and go to this other city? So I got pregnant and Alex at the time was an entrepreneur um, and he just wanted a job that would give him better health insurance, give us better uh, just stability. And so that's why we moved to Portland for his job. And then he found out that he hates his job. So that's why we moved back. Gotcha. So then how long were you in Portland for? We were in Portland for three years. Three years. And you already touched on uh, it really well, the difference between the the environment between Rexburg and Portland. Um, how difficult was it then to leave that Portland environment and come back to what everything here in Rexburg? Um, well, we had some friends here in Rexburg who um, were like Alex's childhood friends. So um, we actually stayed with them while we remodeled our house because our tenants let dogs pee everywhere. Mm. So I couldn't, and I was pregnant at the time and I didn't want to get, I I couldn't stand how um, it smelled. So we had to definitely, we had to do a lot of that. So we, we stayed with them. So coming back to Rexburg was really nice because we had them. And then when they moved, I mean, I was, we moved back into our place and, and I was actually able to make friends in the ward because I was a mom at that point. Yeah. Although still a weird mom because I waited four years to have my second. And then I said, I'm done having kids. And people were like, what? How dare you? Motherhood's the best thing you could possibly do. Why are you not multiplying and replenishing the earth? And it's like, because I will not survive it. I am, I just, for me, I love my children very much, but I, if I were to have more, it it just it was very mentally taxing to be to to have kids it just is yeah. and and some people are really good at it and some people um try their best and always feel shitty about it <laughs> yeah definitely. that's my camp <laughs> so yeah 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 and that's completely valid and and like you said it's it's not shaming those that do want to pursue that as one of their main focuses no. in life but uh, but yeah, I, I feel it's very important to point out, like you said, that that doesn't mean that that needs to be the the, the mandated way that everyone uh, lives their life. Get married, right. have kids and see how many you can have. Yeah, yeah. definitely. OK, so so you move back to Rexburg. So far, things are, are, are all right for you in Rexburg. Um, and that was around what year did you say? Um, 2013, but I I'm 14, 2000. I think it was 2014, 2013. Um, But I mean, at that point I was liberal and I've always uh, like, I I would go to Relief Society basically to like, I would be the person that would say would like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Like if you need therapy, go get therapy, you know? And if you, um, there was someone I remember who said that the women's March was selfish. And I was like, excuse me, what? And I like raised my hand and I was like, that's not what they're, it's okay for women to ask for equal rights. You know what I mean? So you're saying these things in the church meetings. Yeah. And so like, I was like, I was like for a while, I was trying to change the, the church from within. Okay. And did you, did you feel like you had any allies with you? Yes. People would come up to me and say, thank you for your comment. Did, did they seem to be 
uh, side allies like that? Or, or, or did you get any uh, consensus in the class right after you said things? What were I do remember the teacher said um, when I was like, it's really important. Like, yeah, Jesus is great, but it's also really important to go and get therapy. And the teacher who was, who was an older lady, um, I really appreciated that she said, yeah, if you break your leg, you go to the doctor. If you're starting to have like suicidal thoughts or, or you feel really depressed and you can't get out of it, you need to go to the doctor, <laughs> you know? And yeah. I really appreciated that she had said that. Yeah. Um, Cause I, a lot of times it's like, oh, well just pray harder, just take the sacrament and you'll be happy. And I think you can't always be happy. That's a trap. You're not going to always be happy. And so yeah. like to like, feel shame and be like, Oh, it's because I'm not reading my scriptures. Of course, you're not always reading your scriptures. Those things are boring. Of course, you're not <laughs> always going to sacrament. And, and, and during sacrament, maybe you're not like thinking about Christ the whole time, maybe because you're not perfect. Yeah. So, and then also life sucks sometimes and it's okay to not be happy, you know? Yeah. So that's something that really frustrated me. And like, just that whole, um, like, if you, if you live this way, you'll be happy. And it's like, no, you are, you are actually editing yourself to fit in a mold that is crazy making. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, I love so that's that. So were there any other uh, changing from within moments that stand out to you that you'd like to share? Lessons that you heard that you felt you needed to put truth to power? Um, lessons that I've learned over, like, you mean like from leaving religion? No. So, uh, times where you were in the church and you heard a lesson, teach a certain thing. And another oh. one of those where you're going to share, share a viewpoint that others might not agree with. Yeah. Um, I just, the whole idea that if, that if you do these certain, uh, if you jump through these certain hoops, then you're going to get up into the celestial kingdom. Well, think about the people that are like actually in the celestial kingdom, quote unquote. You really want to spend your eternity with them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel there's a C.S. Lewis quote that said some people are so busy getting to heaven that they're useless on earth. Mm. Um, and I, I feel that way. I, I felt that way at church. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, you mentioned how you uh, one of the main things that kept you still going to church every Sunday were callings. Um, was was there a point where if you didn't have a calling, you think you would have left the church early? Was there anything that broke broke the the straw that broke the camel's back? The thing that broke the shelf beforehand? The thing that broke the shelf before I left. Yeah, the the thing that if you didn't have a calling, you possibly would have left the church earlier um, you so like i said before like the church was definitely about community for me so even even if i didn't have a calling i was pursuing one so okay. um so i would i would have been in there as long as i was okay you know? um because that's i don't know that it was just i and I just felt like this was my, my family. I needed to be part of them. Yeah. And, and I do think like, you know, when we went to Portland, my best friend, the way that I met her was she knew I was moving into the ward 
and then she brought me chocolate mousse and we okay. were best, best friends ever since <laughs> yeah you know and so um there and like i hope that people understand that like yes there are certain things that i'll say that are offensive but like i really do um respect people and 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 I'm not looking down on them for making their choices just so much as I don't want them to look down on me for making mine. Yeah. You know, it's about respect. Yeah, definitely. So then uh, with, with community being that important to you, uh, what, it, when you finally did stop going to church, it, you mentioned it was after you were released from a certain calling, right? What, what calling well, was that? Um, young women's, but then it was also because we moved. Oh, so, okay. Like, so I just, I didn't, there weren't, I didn't have neighbors keeping tabs on me. <laughs> gotcha. That makes sense. So, it, so then you move and this was uh, from a place in Rexburg to another place in Rexburg, right? Just to a different uh, Yeah, ward. we moved in with Alex's parents while we were trying to decide where to move, like, and get a different house. And we were thinking that we would move to Idaho Falls just because the populace is a little less, um, you know, what's the word? If it's it's like mono, it's a little more diverse. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, even though it, and like just there was more stuff going on there, but the type of loan that we had, we had to get a house in Rexburg, and we definitely wanted a home for our children. So um, we ended up staying here and moving into a home here. Um, and what happened was, I just thought I was just like gonna take a break, and then I got invited to a friend's baby blessing. And, um, you know, I'm a supportive person. I'll go to your baby blessing. Um, so I, I went and I took my daughters and, um, the, um, the family that we, that went, the younger brother was passing the sacrament. And my daughter said, how come the older brother's not? And I was like, that's some mental gymnastics. I'm no longer willing to perform. I'm not even going to like go that direction women are treated lesser and I don't like it and I don't think it's okay and so uh, at that moment I was like I'm not going to raise her in this church where she is raised to believe that the only thing that she can possibly do with her life that is of any circumstance is become a mother um and because she's a woman like were you raised to that the only thing that you can possibly do with your life the best thing you could possibly do is become a father no definitely not no no. Um, so I, I, that was, that was, that was the, I'm not coming back and I'm no longer Mormon. And like, yeah, my name's still on the records, but that's what they believe. I am yeah. not a Mormon. They can count me all they want. I am not a Mormon. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. So then I, obviously right now you, you still live in Rexburg. I, uh, do you plan on living in Rexburg for the foreseeable future? Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I actually, and it was really sweet. Um, I, I had told my friends, they're like, how are you liking your new ward? And I was that we're in my old ward. And I just had said to them that I, I was no longer Mormon and, um, they were really, uh, well, and then I was like, okay, so this word's going to get out. So I'm going to go ahead. I want to be able to have some sort of say on the narrative. I'm in marketing. Of course I think that way. Um, so then I, uh, I wrote a Facebook post about, um, how much I love the church, how much there are so, so many good things in it, but that it's no longer me. 
uh, like it's no part it's no longer something that I ascribe to but I'm saying I am the same person so I do hope to be treated the same way and all I I, I got so much love from that and and many awesome. of many of it was from people in the community and um, I very much appreciate that I think um, it's it I you know my my boss is a bishop my and everybody on my mar on the marketing team is uh, very much Mormon very and very very devout and into the faith and um, I respect them greatly and I work with them they and they respect me and I know it you know and they don't they don't look down on me for um, believing differently yeah. you know. That's awesome. And I do feel like this community is really wonderful. Um, but now that I'm getting a divorce and dating, I'm on the island of misfit toys. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is this is not the place to date anyone. This is just not. Don't do it. If you're single. Don't come here. <laughs> like you're not gonna find people that. I don't know. It's just. Sort it's of the, not it's not a good place to date people but it is a really great place to live and to be so so why is it why is it not a great place to date people what are some of the main challenges there um well first of all if they're in rexburg they're definitely mormon and so and and with date and like i don't have an issue with you being mormon but i'm not going to date a mormon because I'm always going to want to be converting him to the dark side and he's always <laughs> going to want to be converting me back, you know? And so, um, and so it's it, like, there's just, it's fraught from the beginning. I don't just, when I date, it's a logical thing. Like I'll assess like, okay, you know, I definitely feelings like a connection is necessary, yeah. but like beyond the connection, cause you, there's no such thing as soulmates in my opinion, so like beyond the connection, there has to be logically it has to make sense. So like yeah. one guy, I didn't date him because he had kids in Pennsylvania and he can work wherever he wants. And I didn't want to be a reason that he wasn't living in by his kids. You know what I mean? Good point. Yeah. Um, so like, so it just doesn't logically make sense to date someone that's Mormon. So that's, so anyone from Rexburg is pretty much out. I still, still give them a chance. Yeah. <laughs> But a lot of like the median age here is like 22. So, and I don't want to date somebody who was like not old enough to be a father when I became a mother. So yeah. like that takes out a whole chunk of the population. And then, um, yeah. So I haven't actually met anyone in Rexburg that I want to date. <laughs> yeah. And I won't date anyone who has kids that are like so old that, I am going to be a grandma by the time I date that, like, like within years of dating them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's valid. So, um, yeah, I don't want to be a grandma in my thirties. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. And so, like, oh, you don't have to be a grandma. Like you don't have to like, and I'm like, you can be a well, of course I'm gonna love your, your kids as kids. Like why wouldn't I, <laughs> you know, if I love you, I'm going to love your kids and your children and, and your grandkids. So yeah. yeah. So, so if there's anybody listening to this, if there's someone who is out there and alone and they, <laughs> and, and they, they are not a member or they're a very nuanced member and they are looking for love and that companionship here in Rexburg, what would you say, what would, what would your advice to them be? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love Rexburg, but don't date here if, if you are 
I mean, totally date, be part of the singles ward and, and go and do that. But even if you, if you're over 30, you are totally shunned if you were single. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there is a mid singles ward, but it's not, it's not where you want to be. It's well, especially not, if you don't identify as a member. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not going to the mid singles stuff. No. So, so as you, as you do try to date people around here, uh, how does that conversation go? Do you feel like that's something you need to say within like texts one through five? Hey, BTW, I'm well, not a member. So I, I definitely say it right in my profile and everything's like okay. online dating. I mean, like I, I've I, you know, with online dating, it's, um, there are these barriers that are automatically taken down. So when you're, when you're going out in public and you, you think someone's cute, you have to be like, okay, wait, how old are they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, are, uh, is, are they attracted to me? And, um, are they available? All of those things are already done for you. If you both swipe right, then you are mutually attracted to each other. You are within each other's age range and you are available, presumably presumably. So, um, my profile just lays it all out. It's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm Kaylee. I'm creative. I'm funny and smart. Um, and I have baggage <laughs> yeah. Been divorced. I mean, I'm getting, going through a divorce, still technically married. I have two kids. Um, and I left Mormonism. So if people still swipe right, I must be dang cute <laughs> or, uh, they really are okay with the fact that I'm not Mormon. Yeah, there's something there that resonated with them. Yeah. Interesting. Um, do you ever get people swiping right just with the end goal of trying to convert you? Yes. And I shut that shit down pretty quick. How often would you say that happens? Uh, not too often because people are smart enough to realize that like it's an exercise in like seriously there you know time can only be spent let's not spend it this way yeah. <laughs> you know so Definitely. yeah okay so as you live here in rexburg uh what are what are some of the, uh, the other large challenges that you face here in here in town that's today for you one. dating that's the main is one. the hardest thing but um like dating is like the only thing that makes me want to live somewhere else. But I have, I have children here and I have a job that I love. And, you know, honestly, the community really is like, they're really good people. They really are. Like, I yeah. don't, I mean, I know that I'm being judged sometimes unfairly, but um, I don't usually hear about it. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's a perfect segue into my next question, which is, uh, what are your favorite things about Rexburg? Uh, the, the, what you've e explained is very difficult. And so why, why are you still here? I have kids and a job. Kids and a job. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and I, and I do, you know, I, I, I'm from California, so the winters are really hard. Um, but, uh, it is a beautiful place and, um, and the the people that are that are here are are good people, and um, yeah, I think I think you can bloom where you're planted. Uh, and so for me, it's uh, I'm very much like I get I, I get a little bit sad and lonely just being here uh, and being single, but at the same time, like I like 
<laughs> you know, I, I like, I like the community here. And then also, um, sometimes I like just being by myself too. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it's not everything. Like, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of taught to complete yourself with another person. And it's like, no, I am complete. I'd yeah. be, you know, they like having, having someone in my life who, who, um, who is there for me. I, I do have, I have that in different ways. Um, so I, I think, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, that's I fantastic. You, you can just, you can, you can look at, you can weigh everything out and if it really isn't working, then, then you can change your circumstances. But I think, um, I've only been going through this divorce since like, uh, so since, since, um, November is when we decided to get divorced and we've been separated since then. Um, I started dating in January. Um, and so, uh, I have there, I've, I've met a lot of different men and, and, um, some women too, just to be like, what do I believe? Well, it's one that I prefer men, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, and, and it's been, it's been actually really great to get to know people. Everybody brings value. Everybody has a story. Everybody can teach you something. And so I've actually had a really fun time dating, um, you know, it's been, I've had my heart broken already. Um, and and it's been, it's been a journey, but it's mostly been liberating and fun. So that's awesome. People really are still here. Yeah. (laughs) They're not in Rexburg. (laughs) (laughs) They're in Idaho Falls or Pocatello. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A little bit of a drive, but not too bad. Yeah. So if there's somebody listening to this right now that feels alone, feels difficult, uh, is feeling the culture of Rexburg just is not compatible with them and, and they don't know, uh, the, they don't know how, how they're going to get through it here. If you could say anything to that person listening, what would you say? Well, I'd say if you feel like you can't get through it here, then you should move. (laughs) I, I, and, but if you can't move, then you need to really weigh out why it is that you can't move. Um, and, and I, I don't, I don't know. It depends on who's, who's listening. I would say there are a lot of wonderful things here and that, you you know, whatever is keeping you here. Um, there are people that not everyone is Mormon and not everyone. And even if they are Mormon, like not everyone in the Mormon church is going to judge you for whatever, whoever you are. So, um, I do think, uh, I've been really lucky to have, um, I found a, like a best friend through the, um, like there's this group on Facebook that I found a best friend through. Um, and, um, I'm an outgoing person. So I do think that I have been lucky in that regard. If you are not an outgoing person, maybe find a group of like-minded people on Facebook or, Um, you know, if you found this podcast, then, you know, Fred, so you're able to, (laughs) you have at least one person who's on your team because that's just kind of the person he is. So, you know, um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable with people. Um, you know, there it's, it's, it's okay to be yourself. If you're not yourself, then, uh, then you're spending your time 
you know, like you're not letting, you're not allowing people to uh, really love you for who you are. So, and that loneliness is partially your fault, you know? Um, But it, but don't feel bad for being, for feeling lonely. Everybody has. So. Love it. And if there's anybody else who's listening to this, uh, because they want to understand the quote unquote other side, they want to understand uh, people who might have difficulties with Rexburg or someone who lives here and isn't a member of the church, uh, is someone who would fit more of what we call the Rexburg mold. If they're listening to this, what would you like to say, say to that person? I'd be surprised that they were still listening. Let's but hope that they are. And if they are, what would you say to them? If you're still listening, thank you. So that's very, um, and also, I'm sorry if I've offended you. <laughs> but, um, uh, and, and continue to, to live your, your true self. Like if that's something that, that you, I don't know, it's, I would just say um, it's you, they, they don't really fit the mold if they're listening because, because that, that like, you know what I mean? Because, because if they fit the mold, they would have been offended already. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. So if you are still listening, you don't fit the the mold and that's, and, but maybe, maybe, and, and, and that's okay. <laughs> and, and maybe that's a pretty strong commentary about whether or not the mold really exists. Maybe it's a more of a facade than we think. Maybe. I don't know. That's very meta. i mean i was i was trying to wind this up but i can't help but think of uh like you said uh your like a like a relief society lesson where they they would say something that didn't sit well with you and imagine that scenario if you hadn't raised your hand and said anything a a silent observer might have believed that the silence that was inherent in the room meant that everyone agreed with it Yes. But the fact that you you raised your hand and spoke to it uh, and other people were able to sit with you in that experience and your viewpoint, then uh, there's there's a lot more diversity and, and love and acceptance out there, I think. Yeah, no, I, I do think that. I'm sorry, I kind of sound a little... I am, I am prejudiced, for sure. Oh, me uh, too. You're fine. I try yeah. not to be. I try to be open and understanding, but there is a part of me that's like, how do you not see that Joseph Smith was an infomaniac? How do you not see that, like... There's so much yeah. racism still, you know, and, and the inequality with women, there's just no way to excuse some of the things that are taught. Uh, and also just like Uchtdorf was such a, like, I loved him and having him say that I'm an unruly child. Oh, you're taking it out of context. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, no, this, you know, it, there are just certain things that it's like, I don't, you know, if you leave, you'll get a 10% raise. (laughs) (laughs) And if you leave, you can, you can live exactly how life, exactly how you see best. And that maybe that sounds selfish to some people, but to me, that was really liberating and wonderful. I love it. And, and I think your, your answers have all been fantastic. I think the problem lies with how I phrase the question, which is whether or not they're still listening to this podcast. Uh, it's, it's probably better, better phrased. If you could share a message with everybody here in town who, uh, quote unquote, fits the Rexburg mold, what message would you share with them? 
you're right there probably isn't a mold but um i would probably just say that um there's no us and them it's we we're all here we're all in this together we're all human and hurt people will hurt people um and so if you see someone who's not mormon and they're angry and anti it's probably because they've been hurt absolutely love that i couldn't put it any better myself that's fantastic thank you um is there anything else you want to share before we uh we end for the day uh no thank you for uh creating this platform and allowing me to share my story i hope it goes well Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing it. We've loved having you on and uh, uh, thank you to anybody who listened. It's been an absolutely fantastic interview. I'm really excited to listen back to this one. Please share our podcast around anybody who uh, feels like you may know someone who could definitely benefit from this story. I know I definitely have and I hope that I hope that this story can uh, help shed some light uh, on on both sides, Uh, just like you put it perfectly. There's no us and them. It's it's all we. And let's see what we can do to make that we have a little bit better experience. So uh, thanks again. You can reach us uh, anywhere on on social media. Uh, You can reach us on Gmail as well. Check the show notes for how to contact us. If you'd like to share your story or share your thoughts on this episode, we also have a Facebook group, Rexburg Love Podcast Group. Feel free to join there to discuss this episode. I'm going to join it. Cool. (laughs) Please do. We'd love to have you. All right. Thank you all for listening. Rexburg Love signing off.